You're listening to State Change, an interview series inspired by the emerging decentralization phenomenon. SafeMarket is a suite of peer-to-peer commerce protocols designed to enable trustless exchange of goods and services. Lead developer Akil Fernandez joins me to explain the details. So thanks for joining me, Akil. Um, would you mind introducing yourself and, uh, and explaining your project SafeMarket? Sure. Uh, well, as you said, my name is Akil. I've been working on SafeMarket for about uh, about six to eight months. It's a peer-to-peer, distributed, decentralized marketplace uh, with no central ownership. So it's you and your merchant and your customers are interacting directly with each other. Um, it's built on the Ethereum blockchain, and it's got some cool features that uh, I think will uh, be attractive to a lot of people. So what are those features? Marketplaces with cryptocurrencies have kind of come and gone in the past. Uh, it's turned out to be a really hard problem to solve. Unlike with fiat, you're de- dealing with cryptocurrency that can be stolen or hacked. So if you do deal with cryptocurrency, you're kind of putting a big X on your back uh, saying, come hack me. So it's been a security issue for people who have been wanting to get involved in the space. So I think the number one thing we bring to the table is security. If you b- start up a store on Safe Market, you're kind of using our sandboxed uh, platform that makes sure that all your funds are safe and that you don't have to worry about uh, a marketplace owner accidentally leaving the door open for a hacker and taking your money. So what's the backbone of SafeMarket? How does it, how does it operate? It sounds very similar to OpenBazaar. How is it different from OpenBazaar? Sure. It's got some things in common, which is similar to OpenBazaar, there is no central marketplace owner. But from a technical point of view, it's quite different. Uh, we host all our data on the blockchain itself, as opposed to OpenBazaar, who hosts data inside vendor nodes. And that's for a couple of reasons. Number one is scalability. So if I were to start a e-commerce store today, I probably would not want to host it from my computer because my computer is not built to serve thousands and thousands of customers who might want come to, to come to my store. And also, if I turn my computer off, uh, my store would go offline. So instead of hosting data on your personal computer, we host it on the blockchain itself. And that you get uh, immediately out of the box, infinite scalability, because rather than pinging a server somewhere, it's serverless. They're pinging a blockchain that they've downloaded to their computer. Okay, but isn't there, you know, you say scalability, but I wonder, doesn't that bring its own set of challenges for scalability? Uh, How so? Well, I mean, now you have to store everyone's uh everyone's stores on uh on uh, on each node in order order to use it don't you so that's kind of the uh drawback of all blockchain technology in general um right now with ethereum we only have full nodes we're kind of looking forward and saying in the near future we're going to have light nodes so we're starting to build the network out on full nodes knowing that it's going to be a little inconvenient in the short term and then one month, once light nodes get here, uh, we'll have a uh, jump start on the network. And so, how many people are involved in uh, in Safe Market? 
I'm doing most of the heavy lifting right now. Uh, we have another guy who, uh, a guy named Nichinda who is, uh, helping out and he's been great adding some affiliate features, uh, doing some security auditing, but, uh, it's a pretty small shop. So your affiliate features, could you describe what those are? Right. So if you start, um, selling things online, as many people have, you'll probably figure out the first issue you have is driving traffic. Um, so an affiliate is someone who you can give a percentage of your revenues and they'll drive traffic to your store. Um, and then if someone buys something with their affiliate code, they get a percentage. Um, this is really good for, uh, getting other entrepreneurs in the game who want to maybe build products and services around safe market. So you could imagine someone building a safe market search engine and driving traffic uh, to safe market and then getting a percentage of all the revenue that they bring in. Wow, that's a really awesome, uh, awesome way of incentivizing people to build that kind of infrastructure. That's cool. And it's also going to be hopefully great for uh, product reviewers and bloggers. So if you find some kind of product that you're interested in, uh, but you're not a seller of, you can review it and make uh, kind of a small income by reviewing products online, kind of like you review products on Amazon, except you're getting a uh, percentage for the things you review. Awesome. Uh, so how does it work on Amazon? On Amazon, uh, it's kind of a, uh, it's more of a community community thing. You just review it and you do it out of the goodness of your heart. You don't get compensated. Uh, no, I mean the affiliate, uh, the affiliate program that Amazon, because I know Amazon has an affiliate program, don't they? Right. So uh, it's, we're essentially trying to replicate some of the cool things that um, Amazon, the Amazon affiliate program does, which is there are people who will spend uh, large portions of their day reviewing products, creating websites around those products and driving traffic to Amazon. So we're trying to do something similar. With, uh, with Open Bazaar out there already, I mean, that's what everyone's really familiar with. It's got, uh, it's got Andreessen Horowitz venture backing. You know, it's a uh, it's it felt like there was already a uh, a decentralized marketplace that was um that was going to kind of take the crown so w- why do you feel that there's a uh, room for two platforms to be developed in this space i don't i'm not too comfortable with some of the technical decisions that the open bizarre team made uh, i think it was a mistake to have all data hosted on vendor nodes i think that's a uh, troubling from a scalability point of view and also a privacy point of view uh, scalability, just there's a lot of good reasons why you wouldn't want to host an e-commerce store from your home computer. From a privacy point of view, um, you might not want to have your uh, personal data being, uh, your personal IP address being tracked by every merchant node you visit. Um, so I think those two in combination, I'm sure that OpenBazaar will find uh, a very useful use case, but I think that it'd be worth having an alternative. And so, what are the uh, what are the unique things about Safe Market that make it uh, better? Uh, so, one of the interesting we, things we have is exchange rate insurance. So, if the problem with cryptocurrency is um, well, it's volatile. Right? So, Ether, the the uh, home currency of Safe Market, it routinely fluctuates five ten percent a day. So, as a merchant you're kind of bearing that risk the entire time that goods are in transit. So what we have built in um, is that you can ask your users to pay uh, a small premium. So they could pay 10% back, 10% above the actual cost. And if the 
price of uh, Ether drops by 10%, we can use that as a buffer, as an insurance, and then credit you with some of that. And on the other side, if the price of Ether goes up, the buyer gets uh, another portion of his uh, payment back because he actually put in more than he needed to. So that's going to be an interesting way to help vendors and buyers alike uh, smooth some of the uncomfortableness of uh, currency volatility. In the near future, it probably won't be available for launch, but what like I'd like to offer is that you can actually purchase uh, exchange rate insurance from a third party, not the buyer. So you can say, hey, I'm selling something for $10. It's going to be in transit for in shipping for about two weeks. I'd like to buy uh, an insurance on this in case the price of Ether drops that I make sure I get my $10 even if the price of Ether drops. What's the? Do you have an escrow system as well? Oh, we absolutely do. Uh, so the escrow system is optional, but it'll probably be, be very useful for vendors who are trying to establish a name for themselves. The idea is that it's rather than a two-party exchange, just a buyer and seller, you can invite a third party in, and the third party will uh, kind of ask, act as an arbiter in case there's something that goes wrong. Um, and that third party will can then split the funds and say, like, actually, even though the buyer sent a dispute, I can see a shipping package here that said that the merchant did actually send the package. Therefore, I'm going to clear the order and make sure the vendor gets their money. Um, they can charge a small fee for that, around 2%. And then you're, unlike traditional escrows, um, they don't actually have the currency in their possession. It's similar to a multi-sig contract in uh, Bitcoin in that the- like a, like a two of three kind of thing. Exactly. It is almost perfectly analogous to a two of three. So the escrow agent can decide, but they can never steal the funds. Cool. That's, yeah, well, I suppose that's a solved problem, isn't it? Yes, it is. You know, what are we not not seeing that you have seen in this space? I mean, you're you're an expert on these on the on peer to peer marketplaces, obviously. What what are the, some of the design challenges that you face when uh, when building one of these things? Let's say the biggest design challenge is making a user interface that makes this as seamless as possible. Um, users don't shouldn't really have to worry about too much of how uh, the system works behind the scenes. And that's a bit tricky. Uh, we're dealing with, unlike normal HTTP websites, you have to kind of wait for a confirmation. You have to submit transactions. And sometimes your transactions don't have enough gas. So there's a lot of UX difficulties, but that's probably the main one. So what else is going on? I mean, you're, uh, you're obviously really active in this space. What opportunities do you see in, out there? And, and what interesting uh, stuff have you seen in the headlines recently? Uh, so the most interesting things uh, concerning safe market that I'm looking towards is stable coins. So there's a couple of people working on this from different angles. Uh, there's a group called Decentralized Capital, and they're working on fiat-backed coins. Um, so it's similar to Digix. They, they just have a vault somewhere of United States dollars, and they issue tokens. So sometime in the near future, uh, safe market will hopefully be able to use stable coins. There's another group called MakerDAO that's doing it in a more decentralized way. Uh, they don't have any actual asset backing it. They're using some pretty interesting, uh, uh, what do you call it, financial techniques to try and create a stable coin. It's a little bit premature to talk about uh, stable coin integration in the safe market. I'm looking towards Serenity, 
which is when we'll actually be able to pay miners with uh, on-chain assets. So once that is around, there'll be a really, uh, a really seamless way. Because currently, if you wanted to use uh, stablecoins on the system, a user would have to have both Ether and the stablecoin, and it's a bit messy. You know, it's hard to tell a user, hey, you need five dollars of uh, uh, E dollars, and you also need point oh 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 three cents of Ether. It's uh, it's a very difficult uh, bridge to gap. That's actually really interesting. I didn't know that about uh, about Serenity that you were going to, Serenity that you were going to be able to pay with other tokens. How does that mechanism work? Uh, I, it's to be determined. So I don't think they've gotten into the implementation stage. But the idea is that instead of having uh, a instead of having Ether being at the protocol level, there would kind of be a sub there would be a smart contract inside the system that keeps track of everyone's Ether balance. And that smart contract could be replicated for other tokens. So rather, this is getting a little heavy into the technical side of things, but currently there's a whole API for just accessing Ether. In Once Serenity comes around, that, that API will exist for any on-chain asset. This is really significant for the price of Ether, though, because right now, Ether is backed by the power of the Ethereum virtual machine. But... If suddenly you can pay for contracts and stable tokens that are backed by gold or whatever, then Ether no longer has a monopoly over that uh, that resource. You know what I mean? Yep, that is. uh, There's probably some implication for it. Um, It could go in many different directions. So one of the interesting things that uh, MakerDAO is doing is they create stable tokens by using uh, collateral that must be posted in Ether. So... It's actually to create $1 of stable tokens, you need $3 of Ether, something like that. Um, So it depends on what system we end up with. Uh, But yeah, it will probably have some implications on the price of Ether. Thanks, Akil. For more information, visit safemarket.github.io. Thanks for listening to State Change. Check out consensusmedia.net for more.